Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. Another week, another time to talk about football because that's all we want to talk about. What else you got to talk about? What uh, else? We, well, we could talk about the, uh, the Jordan documentary because... Yeah, we, yes, we could talk about that. So many feelings. So, so many feelings. So many feelings. Uh, but Gosh. we're not here to talk about that. If you haven't seen that, go watch it. Uh, we're back. Talk about Georgia and specifically talk about Georgia teams in the past. Uh, this has been a fun couple of weeks. We've been doing a fantasy draft on all of our favorite UGA teams or, or players that we want to have on our teams. Uh, it has been wild. Uh, I don't think I've had the range of emotions on this podcast yet until this past two weeks, as I've had in these episodes, the feeling of animosity. Li- yeah, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. We came up with this idea, and we said, let's draft an all-time fantasy UGA team. Wouldn't that be fun? And then we're kind of snowballing the idea like, oh, let's bring executive producer, intern, audio engineer, uh, legal analyst. Legal assistant, yes. Uh, Michael onto the show. What's up, Michael? How you doing over there? You still, hey guys. You still good? You still hanging in there? Uh, still good. Okay. Loving it. Uh, but but then as as the idea got going and we started realizing what we get normally when you say the words fantasy draft, what are you thinking? You're drafting like two running backs. You're uh-huh. drafting a quarterback. You're drafting yep. a couple wide receivers. You got a flex, whatever that is. Nobody knows sure. what that is. You're drafting a kicker. You're drafting a defense, and that's it. But we're drafting not, not here. an entire starting twenty-two. Plus kicker, plus punter, plus Wait. head coach, plus offensive coordinator, plus defensive coordinator. Uh, we're making 27 picks each on this thing. Uh, it was quite an undertaking. Look, to- guys, this was heavy lifting. This wasn't just a, a casual, let's name some favorite players. This was heavy no. lifting. No, okay. Michael brought the spreadsheet action to another level. We've oh, got my word. We've got notes on. No, there's things highlighted over here. I don't even know what they are. I don't there know what they mean. There are layers and <laughs> edit points. Michael t- at one point took over my screen and started yeah. sharing with things <laughs> with me that I didn't know that were was, there. Yeah, he was not only sharing them with you, by the way. He was sharing with everyone else that he knew. Just sharing all the personal, confidential documents on your computer. That's a, he's also he's also the IT guy for the podcast. I don't know yes. if you knew that. He's the executive yes, he producer, is. also the IT guy. Uh, so, if you haven't caught in the clue, uh, Daniel and I and Michael, we are huge fans of UGA. Uh, Daniel and I host this podcast for fans because we are fans and we care about fans. So we talk like fans do. We bring our expertise, which is how to love on Georgia and how to be critical at times, but how to be optimistic at times, just like the best of Georgia fan. And so uh, that's how we talk. We are not insiders or gurus by any stretch of the imagination. That's right. Well, we are passionate about being fans and we're I'd say that the number one motivation for this podcast is we want to help you be the best fans possible. That's really mm-hmm. what this podcast is all about. We're trying to to just give an assist. We're trying to play the role of Scottie Pippen, if you will, in oh. your life oh. and help you to just be the the greatest of all time when it comes to being a Georgia fan. Um, uh, that's, that's what we're about. This podcast is for fans and by fans, as Clint said. And so um, if you're new to the show, if you're old to the show, we're glad that you're here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a regular, if you are a regular. Thanks for being a soon-to-be regular, if you're new. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can subscribe to the podcast. That helps us out uh, a tremendous amount. If you share the podcast with a friend on social media or just by word of mouth, I don't know what you're doing. Are you writing? Are we writing letters again? I don't know. It feels like the world is slowly moving backwards. This in is, time. is this and the so, book of like, Eli? Is, is yeah, Denzel is this... about to chop somebody's arm off? And... <laughs> some, some spoilers alert. Jeez, man, I was just about to it... watch that. It was on my queue. <laughs> Still watch um, it. You guys remember when Netflix had a queue? 
That's old. That's you got to be old to remember when Netflix had a queue. Remember when? Yeah. Remember when you had the five discs out at one time because oh, you're man. burning all five of them and then you're <laughs> shipping them back. Wow. Deep confessions now. Getting on to the podcast. Michael is a legal consultant, oh, yeah. by the way. Just that was a hypothetical. I said, didn't we don't should... you guys remember? I said, you guys. Yeah. Got ugly. Um, hey, you could leave us a rating or review if you like the show. Um, we would love it if you would just, uh, if, particularly on Apple Podcasts or any podcast listening device, uh, if you leave us a rating or a review. That, that helps us out a tremendous amount. Um, you can also interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. We've gotten a lot of feedback yeah, from you about this feedback. draft. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter, at Dogs Podcast. We are always up to chat on there. Or you can uh, reach out to us by email. Uh, LockedOnBulldogs at gmail.com is the way to get a hold of us there. Um, at the end of this draft, we're going to be putting this to your vote to see yeah. who had the best team. And so um, I hope you're taking careful notes. Uh, let's review for the people the teams that we have so far because we're darn near the end of this thing. We're close, so, guys. There's a lot of picks that have been made. 25 picks each, in fact, have been made. <laughs> um, and so, Michael, let's start with you. Uh, remind the good people of your squad. You got it. Um, I've got Herschel Walker, Terrence Edwards, Roquan Smith, Richard Seymour, Jarvis Jones, DeAndre Baker, Matt Stinchcomb, Alec Ogletree, Fred Gibson, Ben Jones, J.R. Reed, Terry Hogue, Moon Pie Wilson, Mark Richt as my OC, Aaron Murray, Clint Bowling, Randy McMichael, Rodrigo Blankenship, Freddie Gilbert, Brian Van Gorder, Scott Werner, Bill Stanfield, Sky Hertwig, Ben Zambiasi, and Brian Mims punting. You guys are laughing I, I, a lot as I read some of those I, names. I, don't, I, I, love, I love that Michael's team requires multiple clarifications as he reads down the Asterisks up and down the <laughs> he list. Gets, man. He gets to Mark Richt and he needs to chime in and say, just so you're clear, that's not my head coach. That is my offensive coordinator. Brian Mims, that's my punter. I know you've never heard of him, but that's who. That's the guy that's punting. On Sky my Hurtwig, not team. the commercial developer. <laughs> I bought a great piece of property from Sky Hurtwig last, uh, last month. All right, my team is Champ Bailey, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Heinz Ward, Boss Bailey, Justin Houston, Ben Watson, Leonard Floyd, Sean Jones, Marcus Stroud, Greg Blue, John Stinchcomb, David Andrews, Vince Dooley, Max Gene Gillis, Jonathan Sullivan, Irk Russell, Pat Dye uh, as my offensive lineman, not as a, uh, as a coach, David Green, Drew Butler, Jimmy Payne, Odell Thurman, uh, Todd Munkin, I think you know what job he has, uh, Solomon Kenley, and Billy Bennett. Uh, that's fantastic. Uh, thanks for the clarification a little bit. I don't need much clarification on mine um, mm. other than just to say these are the best players. Uh, mm. David Pollock, A.J. Green, Garrison Hurst, Thomas Davis, no Sean Moreno, Andrew Thomas, <clears throat> Paul Oliver, Rennie Curran, Geno Atkins, Leonard Pope, Malcolm Mitchell, Sanders Cummings, uh, Cordy Glenn, Kirby Smart as head coach, because that's all he's ever been, uh, Isaiah Wynn, Lamont Gilliard, Quentin Moses, Lorenzo Carter, Bakari Rambo, 
John Theus still getting a penalty. False start. False start. Sorry. <laughs> so you said John Theus a little too quick. We weren't quite ready for you to say John Theus yet. If you could just wait till the the play has started before you announce John Theus' name. Richard Tardis, Blair, Blair Walsh, Craig Nizalek, Dan Lanning as defensive coordinator. And sadly, Mike Bobo as my offensive coordinator, which brings us to round 26 of this fantasy draft, which, by the way, we will get to the last couple picks when we come back. But before we go, uh, this is the NFL Draft Week, and the guys over at Locked on NFL have been doing a mock draft. We actually have a special thing that we're going to run later in this episode from that, but get on over to Locked on NFL, check out their mock draft, and know everything that you need to know about the NFL draft, including where all the Georgia players are going to go. All right, well, we're back. We've got six picks left, three each, and we're going to knock them all out right here in this segment. You might think this is the the dregs of the draft. This is round seven of the NFL draft. That's not what this is, okay? This is, there's some gems loaded in here. Uh, And I believe Clint is on the clock. Clint, who are you taking with your penultimate selection? Uh, look, I there's there's no misunderstanding. I like rough and tough. Well, besides for Nicobe Dean and Roquan Smith, who are tough guys, but they just they just sports cars out there. Okay, those guys are Corvettes among sedans. Uh, but I need some middle linebackers. I need some lineback help. They're just grizzly old men. I need old man strength. Uh, and so I'm going to go to the one best, and that's Randall Godfrey who came into college looking like Mr. Godfrey, not not son, mm. not junior. Came mm-hmm. in looking like he was 42, um, which was good for him because he's always been that age. But Randall Godfrey is my second-to-last choice at linebacker. Rounding out my defense is now complete. Rounding out the linebacking core uh, with Randall Godfrey. That's a great pick. I got no qualms with that pick. No. Um, Later in the draft, not... You know, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, I, love it. I mean, there's there's good linebackers that have been taken already, but as we've said, Georgia is deep at linebacker. Um, you could probably do you could probably feel the whole team on linebackers not taken oh. on any of these three teams and do oh just gosh. fine. Um, all right, well, with my next to last pick, with my 26th pick, um, I need a cornerback. Uh, to finish out my defense, I'm one cornerback short of a, of a defense. If you might recall, way back weeks ago, with my very first pick, I took a cornerback. And there's a reason that I've just not felt the need to take another one, because I have the one. And all due respect to DeAndre Baker, but nah, I've got no. I've I've got Champ Bailey. Okay, and so here's what I know about this position. I know that all the safeties, okay. Sean Jones, Greg Blue, they rolling over to that right side of the field. All right? <laughs> the linebackers, they cheating over to that right side of the field. Left there side is of the a field, lean already pre, left, pre-snap lean. Left side of the field, taken care of. Not an issue. Okay? So, I'm not too worried about this player as it comes to when it comes to playing the cornerback position. I do want a guy who's skilled. I want a guy who's got speed, athleticism, who can make a play on the ball. And I want a guy who, if he gets his hands on the ball, is going to be a threat to go all the way. That's my number mm-hmm. one priority here. I want a home run hitter, not only on defense, but in special teams. And that's why I went with Brandon Boykin. My man, Brandon Boykin. You said you were one cornerback short, Daniel. You're still half a cornerback short. Hey, listen, it ain't the size of the man in the fight. 
Clint. It's how many touchdowns he runs back on kick returns because that's a big number for it's, your man, Brandon Boykin. Number. All right. So he's going to be back there returning kicks. He's going to be back there returning punts. Maybe. Let's see who I take next. But oh, oh, he's going to be back oh. there returning kicks for sure. Uh, and he's going to be playing corner opposite Champ Bailey. Uh, he's a home run hitter, and he's a good enough corner to to lock it down. Yeah, that's just right a lot of ticket. I like the lot of ticket pick. That's great. I like it. Um, so I need a head coach. Well, yeah. well you already got Mark Rick. You already got Mark, you got Mark Rick. Come on, Michael. You know, it's that... going to be a hard conversation, Coach Rick. <laughs> we love you. We appreciate you. I know you've been holding out, hoping you would get this job. But uh, you know, I feel like we need to have somebody somebody else in just to take care of administrative tasks. Mm-hmm. You know, you focus on the offense. We need yes. We need somebody. This is to really do the this is really stuff. to free you up to do what you do best, Mark. Yeah. This isn't this is sure. no opinion upon you and the job you're doing. That's right. So, so it's really not fair to you to ask you yeah, to do two exactly. jobs. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. What a guy. What a guy. That's right. So I looked. I looked back. You know, obviously Kirby's gone. Vince is gone. Mark Richt is gone. <laughs> Uh, so who does that leave me? It basically came down to three coaches in my mind. Uh, you got Ray Goff, you've got Wally Butts, if we want to go way back, but I've already taken a little heat for my black and white photos, uh, in the, uh, all time draft. And then there's Jim Donnan. Oh, and you said that with a little inflection. (laughs) Decided to extend an offer to Mr. Mm, Donnan to come back. The old ball coach. The old ball coach there. Jim Donnan. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll just give you, Jim Donnan uh, has a better win percentage than either Ray Goff or Wally Butts, right? He, okay. He came in, <laughs> I'm better came in at basketball than both of my daughters. <laughs> just so, just so we're clear, my six-year-old and my four-year-old, um, I'm better at basketball than both of them. That's basically what you just said. Well, listen. I, Nobody else is picking up the phone, you know. <laughs> Kirby's Kirby's committed. Vince is committed. Uh, but I'll take Jim Donnan. You know, he he coached and recruited a lot of the players on your team, Daniel. He did. Um, he did a lot of great talent under Jim Donnan, and he did in in a in a mild way, I guess, resurrect the program in the late '90s. You know, when he came in, I think the first season, UGA was a four-win team. And, and he proceeded after that season to win four straight bowl games with eight-plus win seasons. It's not a bad turnaround. And with the okay. talent that I have on my roster, you know, I think, uh, I think we can make some of, something of it. Jim Donnan, hilarious guy. He's going to be great in the media. Room. I was just going to say, you know, if, if, gonna be- if Jim Donnan was, was here today with Twitter and people are filming him bringing a steamroller into practice – and mm. putting that video out for all to see, uh, he a might not keep his job, but uh, he is he's the Mike Leach of of previous of Georgia coaches of Georgia one hundred percent one hundred percent. I honestly don't hate. I honestly don't hate that. I don't hate the pick. Um, but to your point, he had all these players that I've drafted on my all time team, and um, he didn't win no. SEC titles with them. So, so what you're saying? Hold on, let me let me get this right. Let me get this right. All the players so, you have are are sure. losers. The head yeah. coach that Michael no. has is losers. Well, so no. all the play. So my team. You tell Heinz Ward he's a loser. No, and no. Nope. we'll be all right. No, nope. <laughs> we'll be instant retreat. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Your last pick. 
Yeah, so Michael. round 27. Uh, I don't know if you've noticed, I only have one running back mm. so far. You're good. Do you? Um, yeah. Do you, though? But I only need one. But I, I, I had to ask myself a question, you know, do I, do I recruit another coach you know, just to make sure I've got all of my bases covered on the coaching staff? A second head or, coach instead of a running back. Or do I take a running back? And, and I thought, you know, I don't know when Herschel gets tired. Does he get tired? Is it 30 carries? Is it 40 carries? 50 carries? You know, it, I figure at some point he might want to just step over and at least wave to the fans, sign a yes. couple of jerseys. You do know, some so, push-ups on the sideline. Just do, <laughs> do he, there's a, there's a flea flicker that's involved for this young gentleman somewhere in the playbook. Yeah, somewhere. That's right. So I thought, let's, let's bring DeAndre Swift. Oh, hello. DeAndre Swift onto the team. And, and I have to say, I drafted DeAndre Swift. One, I love the guy. Great running back. I uh, feel like kind of underperformed for me at UGA. I mean, he mm. had a lot of good, a lot of good games, but I, I expected more of him. But here's the thing. If I get DeAndre Swift on my team, you know what else I get? Mm. What's that? I, I get Mr. Swift's forearms. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. If you don't know do. what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> okay. So, so I'm, I, you know, I kind of thought that's like a bonus, right? I get DeAndre yep. Swift and I get Mr. Swift's forearms. If somebody on my team is not performing up to par, I'll just have him cross yeah. those arms just, and they'll get in line. Just Popeye him straight out of there. Just absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Gosh, man, I, I would have given anything if uh, Michael had taken a set. If he had taken Jim Donnan and Ray Goff as his <laughs> dual head coaches while Mark Richt was the offensive coordinator. That you want to talk been. about adding insult to injury? That's just uh, a <laughs> that's dirty. All right, look, I got one more pick. I need a second wide receiver. Uh, also, another position that I took very high in the draft, my fourth overall pick, I got Heinz Ward, and I got a lot of heat early on from these guys about um, the old school type of offensive team that I was setting up. All right, two of my first three picks were Nick Chubb and Todd Gurley, uh, who. Clint describes as being thunder type backs, like power backs, like don't have any breakaways. But those are Clint's words, not okay, mine. One he more time. Every time Daniel says, in Clint's loves, words, know what's going to come forth is utter bull. Just he is. He loves to call them. Just like if I had, if only I had Sony Michelle to be the lightning to my. But I got two. I got two thunder backs in Todd Gurley and Nick Chubb. No breakaway. No explosive play potential. But look, I did draft a wide receiver that is best known for being uh, sure-handed, uh, a great athlete, but a physical uh, dominant presence at the wide receiver position. He is not a burner. Heinz Ward is going to give you everything that you want on a third down. But he is not going to go over the top. And so I need a guy that's just going to absolutely take the lid off this offense. I don't know if you know who the best deep ball thrower in the history of UGA is, but it's David Green, and it's not even close. David Green throws the best deep ball in the history of the University of Georgia. I didn't say he had the strongest arm. I said he throws the best deep ball. Go to the tape and watch. David Green is my quarterback. And I'm taking me, Cole Hardman, as my second wide receiver, and I'm just going to send him streaking down the sideline every single play. And it's going to work out just fine for me. If you notice the lack of response that Michael and I had to Daniel's foolishness, it's because we were it? picking our jaw up off the ground. Who is it, it then? 
Who is it? it so, d- tell me Andy, who it is. Uh, I can name three players better than David Green. Did you not see that that long pass Justin Fields made in that one game? <laughs> hey, it's funny you should Sorry. mention that, M-Dubs, because I I don't oh, have you a got quarterback. A pick left. You don't have a, a quarterback left. left. I don't got a quarterback. Now, well, why don't you... Why don't you take somebody that throws a better deep ball than David Green? Then I don't know. What's your six-year-old daughter doing? Is she is she ready to go? Uh, that's, that's disrespectful, George Fence. Remember that when you're voting. Remember that when you're voting. That's David Green. He's talking about right now. Um, hey, I have a pick left. I don't have a quarterback. I'm gonna try to read for you what nearly broke Michael, Daniel, and I's friendship with this last pick. Okay, I said. I said, UGA fans are going to hate me. They want is the Yankee out. Is this the text out. thread? This is the text thread. This is the text I, I thread. Had that it, was I have it up in front of me as well, reliving okay. this moment. I was it fuming. Was brutal. I was okay. fuming. I, I was just this, already, so, my blood is starting to boil as Clint starts to type <laughs> these words. I see those three little dots appear on my screen. You know, the bubble with the three dots. And it's just agony because I'm thinking to myself, it's not. This, is, this can't be. So let me. I'm gonna give you real time. This is we did this over text. So I say, UGA fans already are hating me. Daniel says, end on a high note. They want the Yankee out, and after this, boy, do I want DJ? Nah. Oh, pass on DJ. Pass on Stafford. Nah, keep him. Oh no, he passed on the number one pick. Daniel says, okay. Michael Smith says, what? Yeah, Daniel yeah, hang on. Says, this like a, I'm thinking like. Matt Stafford, if you want to talk about an arm, that's the obvious choice left out of the, the quarterbacks, right? So, and so he says I, pass. I, I, I pass on, on Shackley. I pass on Matthew. Daniel says okay for a second time. Then the dot, dot, dots come up, and I say, I'll take Justin Fields, thank you. To which the response is, no. What the holy hell? I- no. Then, then Daniel tries to encourage. He says, "Clint, don't, don't, just, just the most, the most emphatic, don't ever record in a text message that you could possibly read into. Like, you're gonna break the internet. You're gonna break our podcast. Please don't do this." I, listen, I was thinking about the listeners and just all that we've been through to lose everyone on a pick like this. Clint, was I able to talk some sense into you? That's what I need to know. Are you, are you going to take Justin Fields, the fake punt thrower, yes. as your quarterback on your really all-time UGA team? You're right. He couldn't even throw the daggum ball. He couldn't even throw the ball. Uh, no, don't worry, Georgia fan. I did not take Justin Fields. That was all in jest. I was giving Michael and Daniel a scare, and boy, were they scared. I'm not going to read you the rest of the text message because it gets salty in a hurry. Young <laughs> listeners. Young listeners. Nope, we got to keep this clean. No, I am taking Matt Stafford. That is my quarterback. You want to talk about the best deep ball thrower in Georgia history? I just named him. His name is Matthew Stafford. That's the best deep ball thrower in the history of UGA. So mm. thank you for giving him to me. Oh, wait a second. I need somebody to go up and go get it. Oh, I got AJ on one side. We good. We good. That's the final yeah. pick of the draft. That's... Matt Stafford. Uh, All right. I, that does hey, it. I just, I just got to say, listeners, I wish you could see this text thread because my favorite moment, this was a long, how, how long did we do this draft? Four, I mean, it was over days. two nights, right? Yeah, it oh, was hours days. and hours and hours. But Clint says, I'll take Justin Fields, and Daniel simply replies, no. 
Clint, don't. <laughs> and I heard it exactly like that. No, like things just got serious. No, it was it got it got instantly real. It got it was we was all fun and games, and yeah. then and then think, a man threatens to take Justin Fields. It's not. Um, no, we're not. Right, we're look, not that, that. That is the draft. Um, we are going to be back tomorrow to review yep. all of our teams in total for you, and we're going to make our final pitch to you, the listener. So don't place your vote yet. No, no. Wait, listen to tomorrow's episode. We're going to make our pitch of why you should vote for our team. Um, we're going to each give each other the floor and, and make our case for why our team is the superior team. Um, we got one more segment coming up today, and it's something special for you. So stick around, and we'll be right back. Yeah, uh, this something special we're going to do is we're going to play the first round or the first portion of the 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. This project is the culmination of every host on the Locked On Podcast Network NFL channel and many of the hosts on the College Channel. It includes insights from the Draft Network, from the hosts of Locked On NFL Draft and the Draft Dudes. Now, this mock draft isn't a predictive draft. The hosts aren't selecting who they think the team will pick come April 23rd. Instead, they are picking who they want their team to select on draft day. So there will be trades. There'll be surprises. Our college host provided player profiles for all the players selected in the mock draft and all 32 NFL teams are featured. Even the teams without a first round selection. The mock draft special started on Friday, April 10th and is airing through Friday, April 17th. Be sure to subscribe to Lock On NFL on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify and don't miss a single show. And if you do, just go back to the archives. So without further ado, here's the 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. All right, that was a selection from episode one of the Mock Draft Show, which debuted on Friday, April 10th. Uh, and so if that's the first you're hearing about it, or if you missed any of the episodes, you can just check out the archive on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. They've been playing the game their entire life. From the playground. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes of play a day, right? I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. I'm addressing number one. Maybe. To their high school. Let's hear it, gentlemen. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go play some football. Let's go. To the university. We have 95 players here, so accomplished as athletes in high school. We gave them full scholarships to the best football program in the country. Now, their lives are about to change. Forever. You become your mom's favorite player? Whoa. This is Locked On NFL. And this is the Locked On Podcast Network Mock Draft. Welcome to the 2020 Locked On NFL Mock Draft special. Brian Peacock here alongside former NFL scout Matt Williamson. We will take you through the first round plus in a network-wide mock draft, all 32 teams represented, even those without first-round picks. Hosts making picks for the teams they cover, our friends from the college side of the network with profiles on each one of these prospects that get selected in the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special, why they are considered worthy of first-round selections, and analysis from my co-host, Matt Williamson, as well as draft dudes Kyle Krabs, and Joe Marino, and the Locked On NFL Draft crew, Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak. If you're listening to this kickoff episode on a team-specific podcast, you can follow along all week, every pick throughout round one 
On the Locked On NFL channel, teams are talking trades, so you may not know exactly where your team ends up selecting. We'll conclude this draft next Friday, checking in with those teams in round two who didn't select in the opening stanza, some of which might jump into round one before it's all finished, and recapping everything that went down all week long. Matt, I'm pumped. Are you ready to do this thing? I'm very ready to do this thing. This is a very cool event. I think people will enjoy it. We've had so many new subscribers since last year that didn't get to enjoy it. So you're in for a treat. You're in for a wild ride and a really well put together whole situation here starting right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was one of the most popular. It was the most popular show on the NFL side of the network last year. And I expected to be even bigger and better and the way things are right now in the world and wherever you are listening to this podcast, I hope you are well, and I hope this is something fun for you to listen to all week long. Matt, as the Cincinnati Bengals go on the clock with the opening selection in the Locked On NFL mock draft, you've been through this. What are teams doing in preparation the final days and minutes leading up to the first pick for those specific teams? Well, this year, who the heck knows? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that there's things like, you know, the, the electronics or the IT people are coming to everyone's homes to make sure everything works, checking, double checking, doing all that kind of stuff. We mentioned before, you know, maybe you could run mock drafts in terms of let's try to just do a whole walkthrough basically of how this thing's going to work. If we're going to make a trade, who's in charge of calling this team, et cetera, et cetera. But honestly, in olden, in the olden days and the not 2020 draft, most of the hay is in the barn, really, a day or two before the draft. I mean, you might be calling agents of your favorite people to make sure that prospects didn't fall down the stairs or that knee that you're worried about isn't <laughs> flaring up. But for the most part, things should be done a couple days before the draft. Let's check in with some of our analysts here on the network. We have a pair of NFL draft shows, Draft Dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the Draft Dudes podcast. And let me just tell you, as a couple of Draft Dudes, we are really excited for this Locked On Podcast Network draft simulation where each host is going to make the picks for their team. And uh, I know it's not the real thing, but it's pretty damn close. And this draft promises to be very exciting with all the dynamics between the teams with multiple first-round picks and all the quarterbacks. So, Kyle, uh, I'm sure you're just as excited as I am. Yeah, the big mystery here is, from the quarterback perspective, how many can we get to go early? And then the other fascinating subplot is, when does the offensive tackle run start, and how fast does it go? Because there's generally considered to be four top offensive tackles. There's generally considered to be three top quarterbacks. Maybe a fourth with Jordan Love if he sneaks in there remains to be seen. And the order of all seven of those players who are feasibly top 12 talents coming off the board is going to be a really interesting scenario to see how it actually plays out here. I think just as interesting as the offensive tackle discussion is the wide receiver. Everybody knows this is a really deep and talented crop of receivers, but there's really exciting guys at the top of the board. You know, could we see six, seven, eight guys go off the board in the first round? When does that run start? 
And uh, who are those late first round guys that uh, teams that, you know, like the Packers or or like the Saints and Eagles and, and Vikings? Who do they get if they are uh, a left kind of picking the later half of those top tier pr- prospects? So uh, offensive tackles, quarterbacks, wide receivers, the NFL is a passing league. And you can tell that this um, this draft is going to really help these offenses be more dynamic. Yeah, it's a deep class, and we're going to have a lot of opportunities to see players that in a typical class are probably off the board by 20. They might be lingering here in the late first round, early second round. So lots to look forward to, lots to get into. Looking forward to see how these teams start their drafts. Hey, everybody, Trevor Sykema and Benjamin Solak from the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast here with you. Excited to go on this journey of the Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special. Ben, this is going to be a lot of fun. There's so many things that could happen in this mock draft. What are you looking forward to most? Yeah, it's always nice when you're able to get 32 guys, each of whom knows their team as well as the host in the Locked On Podcast Network do, and they can control for their pick. And then you have the freedom for things like trade negotiations as the pick comes off the board. You have the ability for surprises as each individual analyst focuses on their guys. I think, number one, we're not. it's not going to be a typical mock. It's not going to be like what we no, see definitely when not. only one person controls all 32 teams. There's going to be a lot more aggressive moves, so I expect to see – big trade-ups i expect to see surprising picks yep. and that's that's the reality with these when you're controlling just that one team you go and get your guy that's what we see in the league i guess that's what we'll be seeing in this mock as well i'm really interested to see how the offensive tackles go here in the first round because it's just the possibilities are endless we saw that in our guest mock draft series that we're doing on our podcast but i mean what other positions are, are big ones quarterback wide receiver probably right well, I think, yeah, I think that when you're making these sorts of picks and it's it's catered to your audience for your podcast, you're tempted sometimes to go for those sexier positions. And the sexy position in this draft is undoubtedly wide receiver. So to me, I'm really interested to see. We know the big three will come off the board and Jerry Judy, CeeDee Lamb, and Henry Ruggs. Who's wide receiver four? Who's wide receiver five? And just how many can we fit in this first round? Ooh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Ben and I are going to be back with you recapping a lot of these picks throughout the mock draft. I'm very excited, so let's get it started. Okay, Matt, we're here. The Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. Is there any doubt what the Bengals should do here? They earned the right through their poor play in the 2019 season to be drafting number one overall on everybody's list. It seems to be the same name, the same prospect that should go first overall. If their phone is ringing, should they even be answering it, or do they know who the pick will be with the first overall selection in this draft? I mean, you answer it, and if someone offers you a Godfather-like offer, you consider it, and you still might not even say yes. I mean, I think Burrow is the super prospect. He would go first in almost every draft, you know, nine out of ten years. That's a gift, and the Bengals need it. He's an Ohio guy. They need to sell tickets. They need to sell jerseys. The offense that he falls into isn't in that bad a shape as first overall selections go. So I think it's kind of too good to be true. All right. With that, this draft is underway. Let's go to the hosts of Locked on Bengals and get the pick for Cincinnati. Joe Goodberry and Jake Lisko. With the first overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft, the Cincinnati Bengals easily... And without second thought, select Joe Burrow. In fact, Joe, we received no calls in the war room for the number one pick. I guess everyone just knows not to ask. And I don't think we would have considered any offers anyway. So we make this pick. This pick has really been made since maybe 
be late December when the Bengals lost to the Miami Dolphins in week 16 of the regular season and clinched their first overall pick. Joe Burrow went on a tear in the playoffs after that, and the Bengals will finally get a franchise quarterback. First time they've drafted number one since 2003 when they drafted Carson Palmer out of USC. They're in that position again. The roster has been turned over on the defensive side through free agency, and I think they're looking at this squarely of saying our Super Bowl window opens again if we draft Joe Burrow number one in 2020. That's right. The Bengals don't just spend money to spend money. This is a strategic injection of funds into the defense to make themselves competitive while they have Joe Burrow on his rookie deal for five years. He's, of course, expected to come in and be a day one starter in Cincinnati. Andy Dalton is still on the roster, but will not be on the roster by the time training camp comes around. He might not even be on the roster by the time the draft is finished. We are looking openly to trade Andy Dalton for whatever assets we can recover. And if that doesn't work out, he'll be cut before Joe Burrow shows up for rookie camp or for the first offseason activity that we're allowed to hold with these rookies this summer. Joe, how much better does Joe Burrow make this team? Well, the quarterback is the most important position. And I think we're looking at a guy coming off a historic college football season that many have said is the best passing performance throughout a whole season in the history of college football. What does he do better than Andy Dalton? Andy Dalton has been the Mendoza line for starting quarterbacks in the league for a long time. And I feel like all of the skills you look for typically when you look at college quarterbacks, usually they are the big guys with the strong arms going near the top. And you say, can they function in the pocket? Do they have accuracy? How's their IQ? How's their processing? Uh, How do they do off script? All the questions you normally go into tape asking with Joe Burrow, those are all the answers you have with him based on tape and based on what he showed this past year. All of those things are not in question. He has them in spades. It's the arm strength, right? That's the only area you really question. And I would say it's very similar to Andy Dalton. So it should be an upgrade in almost every area of quarterbacking other than that. And that's okay because when you look at the best quarterbacks in the league over the last 20, 25 years, whether it's Tom Brady or Peyton Manning or Drew Brees, they all had those other features in their game without having a cannon for an arm. Simply put, Joe Burrow is the most influential recruit in LSU football history. In leading the Tigers to the 2019 National Championship, Burrow was fantastic, shattering school records and setting national marks that may not be touched. 5,671 yards and 60 touchdown passes for Burrow while completing 76% of his passes. His arm strength won't wow you, but Joe Burrow makes up for it everywhere else. His decision-making is elite, just six interceptions on the 2019 season. He's the son of a coach and a film room junkie. There's a story about LSU beating Alabama, getting back to Tus- from Tuscaloosa to Baton Rouge, and when Joe Brady, the passing game coordinator, got to LSU football ops that night to go get the cutups of the film, Burrow had already beaten him there. Burrow has very underrated athleticism. Not only was he a high school quarterback, he was also a high school basketball player. And his ability to move the chains with his feet is something that many have overlooked throughout this process. Burrow is a fierce competitor whose teammates love him, who rises in the biggest moments. Should Joe Burrow stay healthy, he will have a long, prosperous NFL career as a franchise quarterback. This is Matt Moscona of Locked on LSU, your source for LSU and SEC content every day. 
All right, Matt, there's the pick. Joe Burrow goes number one overall to the Cincinnati Bengals, and there's a lot to like about Joe Burrow. I think maybe if you're nitpicking, you can find some knocks here and there about arm strength, which in some cases is completely overrated, and uh, I I like what was said by many smart NFL people in the past that the quarterback position isn't so much played with your arm once you get to the NFL level. It's played from the neck up, and I think that's where Joe Burrow really shines. Yeah, absolutely, and he he is a good athlete. He has a remarkable head and poise and confidence for the game, processing, accuracy. He does not have a power arm, and that worries me a little bit considering the area of the country he's going to when it's sleeting and windy and – you know, in the NFC North and late in the year, we'll see how he deals with that. But that by no means would slow me down from making such a pick. He's a tremendous prospect. More Locked On NFL Draft special coming up. The Washington Redskins are now on the clock with the second selection 